Brother Tony, lead us while we pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you again this morning. So thankful, Lord, that we have your word. Yes, Father, thank Lord, you. Lord, that word's forever settled in heaven. Lord, it's settled in yes, our heart yes. and in our mind as well. Thank you, Father. And Lord, now as we uh, grab a hold of this word, and Lord, help us to grow in yes, it. Father. And Lord, that we might walk in it, yes. live by it. Lord, apply it to our everyday lives. Bless the man, Lord, as he teaches the word this morning. Use him in a mighty way. And Father, we are grateful, Lord, for all that's here. And we pray, Lord, that we'll have open ears. And God, that we might listen and apply it to our hearts and lives. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do. We ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 In the Old Testament... The Bible said in the latter times there'd be a time we'd have a famine. Now this is not the lesson day, but we'd have a famine. A famine for, not for bread, but for the hearing of the Word of God. Now I'm going to make a statement this morning. We're at that time. There's The Bible has to be heard to be able to be saved. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. A lot of people are not hearing it. Some are not hearing it because nobody's preaching it to them. Another is some are not hearing it because they don't want to hear it. The Bible said in the latter times, depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. He also said that they'd turn unto fables, and there'd be a time when they would not endure sound doctrine. And that's what we're at today. People don't want to hear sound doctrine. And the thing about it is, I have that trouble. I see it out in the public. You see it out in the public. Lots of people know that we're telling the truth, but they don't want to accept the truth. Now, we can hear the Word of God, and then we don't give no heed to it, and it does not do any good. You know that as well as I do. They're just opening comments, I guess I want to say, but I'm experiencing that everywhere I go today. People want to hear so much of the Bible, but they don't want to hear but so much. They don't want to get down to where they have to. But now the Bible can be read, it can be memorized, it can be explained, it can be exposed to hearts and lives. But if we don't pick it up after we hear it and apply it to our heart, it's not no good. I'm not saying the Bible's no good. I'm saying it's no good to you if you don't hear it. So we've got to heed what the Word of God is. So I believe we're living in a time when people are not heeding you ever seen a moral issue any more than we ever have today in our country? Hey, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Huh? There's no question. That's right. No question. I've heard several preachers in the last few days, and every one of them say, you know, our everybody knows how our nation is. And the only thing that's going to change that is still what God started off with, preaching of the Word of God. That's the only thing. The Lord's the only hope for America only hope for you, only hope for your family, and the only hope for me and the church and anybody else. And uh, we get past that. Now, saying that today, there's two people in the world, two groups of people in the world that is despised and hated. And and this ought to give you a key on what we're going to teach and look at today. And it's the Jewish people. They've always been hated. Uh, and Christ came, they crucified Him. Uh, about every nation under the sun today despises the Jew. Now I don't, 
you don't. And uh, I love them. I, but I love every other nation too. I'm not against, I'm not a racist. Uh, I believe they all got souls, and if they're pokey dotted, I'm supposed to preach to them. Amen. Right? And that's, that's it. I don't have no reservation in my heart to anybody. I'll try to win them to God. Amen. So uh, sin has caused the different races anyhow. So we won't go over right this morning on this lesson. But I want to deal with, the next one is, ones that despite is, is Christians. Anybody that's associated with the Lord Jesus Christ, regardless what part of the country or what part of the world they're in, they are despised. You can say what you want to, the government, the uh, country, the leadership, the elite, whatever you want to call them, are against Christianity. If Christ is involved in it in any way, they're against it. Yep. And that's why we have the... What are they fighting against in America? They're not fighting against the Muslims. They give them plenty of time. Not fighting against Catholic or Roman Catholicism. They give them plenty of time. They're not in the fight, fighting against the cults of any kind. Uh, but they're because they're having no problem. But they do fight the Christians and they fight the Jew. And yeah. the Jew is an amazing person. He has survived. No other country, no other nation has ever been put under the stress that they've been put under and still here. And the devil has wanted to annihilate them. He's going to continue to annihilate them. And I trust this morning I'll be able to show you uh, what's going to happen down there in some areas that a lot of people have never looked at. And I'm not a prophetic preacher. I am not. But I do try to take my Bible. A lot of things I don't know, but I'll tell you what I do know. And I'll leave the other stuff alone. So uh, we want to look at this. I, I want to, uh, The first scripture I'm going to give you this morning, and it's going to be a little bit before I get there to it, but I want us to look at uh, the book of Jeremiah chapter 16. That's where we're going to go, Jeremiah 16. And uh, we'll get you placed and find it there, and then I'm going to go back and kind of give you an introduction to what I've got to say so that you can uh, go along with it this morning and uh, stay in, 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 in line. And we're going to talk about the restoration of Israel. A lot of people believe that Israel has already been restored, but he hadn't. The Jew has not been restored yet. Uh, and I'm going to talk about it. We do know that Israel has become a nation. Most of you know when. In uh, 1948, she went back to her homeland. But all the Jews are not there. They're still scattered all over the country. Yes, They're scattered everywhere. But I'm going to give you scriptures today going to show you the process of this. And I don't know the answer to all of it or what God's going to do. But I have been mentioning this in the last um, six months, I guess. When God seals the 144,000 Jews, they are Jews, 100% Jews. He seals them by every tribe, 12,000 out of every tribe. And I've made statements like this to lots of people. Those 12,000 uh, will have a seal of God in their forehead. Now, these are Jewish evangelists. The uh, Bible talks about them, and, and uh, we're not going to get into that today. This is not the study to do it on. But uh, they, they, are, they qualify, and God's got them out there somewhere. But uh, the thing that's been so amazing is that in... 70 A.D., when Titus and Romans destroyed uh, the temple and the things in, in Jerusalem, 
they destroyed the, uh, I guess the tribe lineage. Nobody know, no Jew, hardly knows their lineage. They don't know. Now the thing about it is, when this happens, and this is amazing to me, I'm going to tell you this. It's amazing to me that uh, when God gets ready to seal them 144,000 Jews, He knows exactly where them little Jews are. He knows what tribe they're of. And I believe they'll have to bring it out. And it's going to be amazing to me. Of course, I believe we'll be out of here. But I believe this one thing, according to the Word of God. God will get every single one of them, and they'll produce the record. Now, I don't know how God's going to do that. That's going to be miraculous. Everything God has done since Genesis 1 has been miraculous to me anyhow. Amen. Amen. I, I believe He made the earth like it is. Uh, not like it is, but like it was. Perfect. Until man made it, messed it up. So I tell you, it's been amazing to see how that God has taken care of the Jew. And I'm going to point out some things today that I hope will help you. It strengthens me. I've been a shouting off of it all week. I, I, learn, I have to learn the Bible too. I have not learned it all. People ask me a lot of questions. They come to me like, I'm supposed to know everything. Well, uh, even the big doctors don't know. That's right. Amen. They don't know. So there's some things. If anybody tells you they know everything there is but know about the Bible, <coughs> count them as a liar. They're not right. That's right. There are some things God has let me know that He may not let you know because you haven't grown enough yet to accept it. And there are some things I don't know because I hadn't grown enough. And I'll tell you when I... Uh, just look me up when the rapture takes place and get on the other side and I believe I can tell you more. Alright? So we'll go from there. And I want to say this, and I always like to look at this, when God uh, tells us this morning about mankind, why did God make man? You wonder why God made man? If you don't get this, you're going to miss it. God made man uh, for His own goodness. Yeah. And uh, He done it for His own glory. He created man and then wickedness took over through Satan has been thrown out of heaven. We all know that. I'm not going to go through all those little things today and get tied up and run any rabbits. We're just going to stay with what our subject is today. God's purpose for man was for fellowship. God made man. I believe man is the highest of his creation. Yes, sir. That's right. Amen. Uh, a lot of people love animals, and I, I like animals too, but I, I, I'm not, they're not my precious thing. Amen. Amen. But what I'm trying to say in all that is, ever God made... Uh, uh, a woman for man for them to have fellowship together. That's what God wants. Secondly, God has made man to not only have fellowship with him. You remember God walked in the cool of the day. And uh, he walked with Adam in the cool of the day. And saw that Adam was still sad. So man had to have something. We talked about that the other day. But I'm trying to tell you this morning that God made us not only to fellowship but to glorify him. I've always said, I said this last week, I believe he was put in the garden to dress and keep it. That's what God said, right? And I'm not, I can give you scriptures on them, but I'm just going to get away from that right now. And he made man to glorify God. That's what we ought to do every moment of our lives. We're not here to be worried about what's taking place over there, upset about this, and disturbed about this didn't happen, that didn't happen. We got to put our trust 
our belief and our faith in the Lord Jesus and nothing else. Nothing else. That's right. And that's the way it's got to go. He wants us to magnify Him, glorify Him, exalt Him, and lift Him. The purpose of man was to demonstrate not only uh, our fellowship with God, but to demonstrate His righteousness. That's got me a, that's give me a big problem in our modern day. You can't tell much difference between the church and the world. You go down to town and get in some of the bad places. I don't go to them things, but I'm telling you, you'll find the same things in our churches. That's right. And there's no difference. We're not see God made His people to be separate from the world, the Jew. He made them to be separate. They didn't like it. They didn't want it. They didn't receive it. And then, therefore, God has put them on the side rail tonight, today. And uh, He's going to be doing us that way if we don't get things straight. Amen. But uh, He's going to take us out of here. And uh, I'm not into all that right now at the present, but that's what's going to happen. Now, God had a purpose for man to walk with God. How long was it before man really started walking with God? Uh, I could tell you about how it started off on the right and the left side with Cain and his people and uh, Seth and his people. But it was on up in the fifth chapter we find in the book of Genesis that the Bible said Enoch walked with God. That was the first time. Now, man may have been a little bit righteous, but he wasn't walking with God. But Enoch was walking with God. Brother Tony, I believe he walked with God so much that he said, and I heard a preacher say this one time, he didn't give me no scripture because he didn't have any, but he said uh, uh, no, Enoch got close enough with the, with the Lord and walking that the Lord said, just come on and stay with me today at my house. And he said, uh, Enoch moved in over there and stayed with him and it hadn't turned dark yet. Been there ever since. Been there ever since. So he just walked home with him and said, any glory is no night. Right? Alright, so uh, the next one you find was uh, Noah. Noah walked with God. And God put a work of the, the ark on him and he done that and God blessed him and so then man just keeps on going God told him to go out and recreate and replenish the earth he said then you know what happened man didn't walk with God much but in the chapter 2 in the book of Genesis he builds him a tower to heaven and his job then was to make a name for himself basically that's what we do today we don't want to admit that we don't live a 24-7 for the Lord. We live some for the Lord. Now, you can't. You see, they can't do it all the time. Even washing dishes and clothes, you give God the glory. Amen. Yeah. Right? Somebody said, there's just things i got to do. Well, I heard a fellow say, well, uh, that's, that's why Paul said for remain like me and be single. Because you can't, you can't serve God with a wife. But then I can go back and look at the men that have. See what I'm saying? It's what we want to... How, how are we blessed? We're blessed according to what we do with God. If you follow God and bless God and magnify God and glorify God and live for God and practice righteousness because that's practice in His Bible, I'll guarantee you God will be with you every day, Amen. every moment every hour Amen. and the darkest hours you'll ever see you can shout yep. you believe that Amen. but isn't it, 
Yeah, it, we believe it. But I'll tell you, it's a little different when we go to practice. Mm-hmm. Right, it is. It's hard. Amen. You say, well, old boy, old yonder, he don't do it. That family of yonder don't do it. I used to send my boys to school, and, and uh, when I'd send them, uh, we have our standards at the home, and then when uh, they go to school and come back in, my boys, the thing is, uh, they, wanted to ha- they wanted to wear shorts. I wouldn't let them. And uh, when they come home, they'd say, Daddy, everybody else does. I said, that don't matter. We're not going to. And they said, well, Daddy, you know so-and-so? Yeah. He's a pastor down here, Dutch. His boys do. I said, yeah, but you're not, he, you're not his sons. You see what I'm saying? It's, uh, we, we, we talk about it, but we don't obey it. We choose. All right, now let's go on a little bit. I've got to run a rabbit there for a minute. Uh, the, the, power, the Tower of Babel, they built it. God confused the languages because they were trying to exalt man. They were trying to exalt themselves. You know, I found that's a big problem I have. It's hard to be humble. Mm-hmm. It really is. Pride has ruined our country. Pride has ruined our churches. Pride has ruined our homes. Yeah. It really has. And you said, but I want to be accepted. Well, amen. Good. But who you want to be accepted by? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm excited because we're going to see some things today. I believe it's going to be helpful to you. All right. Then God chose, if you'll stop to think about it, God did not choose the highest on the totem pole to be His people. He chose out of the the line of Eber, the Israelites. And then they ended up in Egypt. God didn't want people in Egypt, but they went down there, had famine that Abraham went through, and then we find that God, you know, they ended up in Egypt under bondage. And I ain't going to get into that today. We'll stay too long with it. But God promised them. He said, you follow me, and I'll meet your needs. I'll bless you. God had already told Abraham, you bless Israel, and I'll bless you, or you, uh, if you bless those who bless my people. I'll bless them. He's give us that promise. I've always been in favor of the Israelites. But have you ever noticed now about every nation's turning more so against Israel than yes, any sir. other yes. time in your life? Yeah. I would never thought of this. And uh, do you know what? What do the Muslims say today over in Iran and all that? Death to Israel. They say, and I've heard it on the news a few times, they say that the Jew needs to be annihilated. Hitler, Mussolini, all those ages down years past, they wanted to annihilate. Annihilate, that means get rid of them. Annihilate them. You think they'll ever do it? I know they won't. And that's what this lesson's all about today. One thing you can mark down, that word is true. Amen. You may not believe me. You may not believe the governor. You may not believe the president. Surely not. But you may not believe a lot of people, a lot of preachers you want to believe. But I'll tell you this right now. If God said it, you better believe it. Just like I said a while ago, I don't know how he's going to work out some of this stuff. And 
I'll tell you if he ever shows me. But I pray that God will uh, help us just to believe him. That's all God expects us to do is to believe him and keep his promises. And God said that he is going to bring every Jew, and I'm going to show you that this morning, every Jew he's going to bring back into the promised land. Used to, I thought, and you'll probably think the same thing when I tell you. I thought the Jews had already come back to their homeland and I figured the little stragglers that didn't want to go just didn't want to go and God allowed that. I'm going to give you some scriptures this morning that's going to show you that God's going to get them to where they want to go or not. It's in there all over, brother. We're going to get it. And so they're going back because they believe not because they believe in God, because they don't. But they're going back because God said, I'm bringing them back. Remember, when God says something, it's going to happen. Amen. He's going to compel them back into their land. You said, there's not enough land over there to put every Jew in the world. Well, they are. Yeah. You remember, you're thinking about the little sliver of land that just comes right down through Galilee and all that, but their land goes up into uh, Iran or Iraq, excuse me, and uh, all those places. Places in there, they've never. Just think of this. Put it in the back of your mind. They have never inhabited their land right. completely. Right. Is it getting hot in here, y'all? You don't have to turn that heat off. It's going. Figure it out again. Just turn it on off. <laughs> but uh, they've never had that land. I, I'm getting hot, huh? Oh, yonder. Uh oh, we're in trouble. See it? All right. They're going back in unbelief. They're going. I've wondered about this for a long time. If how they can't tell what tribe they're of but how they're also going to find out that they're going back to that land and how can God take the Jew out of a land that don't want to go back? How's God going to do that? I can do everything. He can. But I'll show you what God showed me out of the Word. And then when they're there, God's going to do an amazing thing when He gets them all back in there. Amen. You see, the Jews had a problem for the last 4,000 years or so. Actually, it's a little bit more than that. They have not had all that land, but they wanted that land. They didn't want the God of Israel, but they wanted Israel. That's what the Jew is today. Yeah. He, he didn't want to, the name of God but he wanted to dwell in that land. And that's what they've had that problem with. And that's why some of them's already went back over there. But you know, we've got the same thing with the church. Hey, some people don't want the standards of God because they don't want God. Right. But they want the blessings of God uh-huh. without the standards of God. Yeah. Yeah. You believe that? I believe. We don't want to live right. We just want every little blessing God could trickle down on us. But you don't get those blessings unless you obey God. Amen. 
They wanted Jerusalem, but they didn't want God of Jerusalem. They wanted to be the head of the nations, but they didn't want God. God's going to be the one that's going to bring them back into that land, and He's going to do something else. He's going to allow the Antichrist to come into power and sit on the throne in Jerusalem, and He's going to put an idol in that temple, and He's going to turn their minds toward God because they know they're not to do that. I'm going to give you scriptures on that. Now, I believe if we look at this thing, it'll help us when we get to looking at it. You said, how's God going to do it? You've done seen it. Stop to think about this a minute. We in America, England, Russia, Israel, uh, Britain, all, all that, uh, Germany, we've watched this in the last two years. We watched the people of the world change their entire lives. Mm-hmm. And we're not mm-hmm. with this COVID stuff. Yeah. Who would ever believe you'd ever seen 20 years ago every person in the world walking around uh, with a mask and staying at home and won't get out and six feet? Who would ever told me uh, six feet, you know, stay apart? I'm saying... All six feet I'd ever heard before, that was under. Yeah. Right. yeah. And we don't even get buried under that much now, no, do we, no, Brother Tony? No more. All right. Uh, so I'm saying to you uh, that we've done seen it. When we had uh, the thing about the vaccinations, if you'll stop and remember, some of you don't keep up with the news, and I don't keep up with it either, but I hear enough off of it to keep my, keep my mind at the place. I believe God and the Bible more to do the news, and uh, but you remember Israel was the one that come out and said that there's more vaccinated than any other nation. Yeah, they climbed. Anybody remember that? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they done had it about ever everybody they done. And I thought to myself, Israel, why are you doing that? Don't you have no sense? But they did. Now I'm beginning to see why when I read these scriptures. <coughs> God has already made a play. Jewish people were the first ones to grab all this and run with it. And they come out on top of the list with it. So don't tell me them Jews won't run and grab a mark of the beast. But I'll tell you what's going to keep them from doing it. Some of them. Not all of them will. Alright? So let's look at it. Now we want to take our Bible and go with me to Jeremiah 16. Let me get over there to it. Some of y'all done there. Jeremiah 16, and we're going to go to uh, verse number 14. Jeremiah 16, 14. When the world can control the news media and the social media and the food supplies and the fuel and the jobs and the medicines and all that, you can get them to do anything. When people go to getting hungry, they'll do anything. Yes, sir. And the only thing that's going to change it is people who love God and know that that's not what they need to do and they're going to follow the Word. It's going to come down the line at the end. What do you do about the Word of God? What do you follow? You follow it with all your heart? If you do, God will take care of you. You got to remember that. Now, 
We're going to verse 14 of Jeremiah 16. And it said, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that it shall uh, no more be said, The Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. He's going to say that for a reason. You remember this? He's given an allegory here. God delivered them out of Egypt. Who delivered them out of Egypt? Somebody, if they're not thinking about it, is going to say, Moses. <laughs> Ain't that what most people say? Yeah. God delivered them out of Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. He used Moses, mm-hmm. but God brought them out. So he's given us this. But the Lord liveth, in verse 15, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north, and from uh, the Lord liveth, excuse me, that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands, whither he had driven them, and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Now he's going to tell you this is something future. You've never seen where he's ever gathered all his people into Israel. Never. Anybody know about that? They haven't, have they? He said, Behold, I will send for many fishers. In other words, he's going to fish them out. Saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters, going to hunt them out, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. Uh, You see in this is a great prophecy. God said there's going to come a time I'm going to do that. Just like they was in Egypt and I brought them out. Here we are. We're going to fish them out of the world, out of the mountains and the rocks. For mine eyes are upon their ways. They are not hid from my face, neither is their iniquity hid from mine eyes. See, remember this one thing. God has not forgotten the Jew. And God's not pleased with how the Jew has done. But God made a promise and said, that land there is going to be you and your seeds What's the next word? Forever. Forever. And when God makes a promise, He don't back down on His promise. Amen. Some of God's promises are uh, conditional. Some are are, uh, non-conditional. God said, if my people which are called by name, that's a conditional promise. If God's people don't pray and seek the face of God and turn, He's not obligated to it. But God said to Abraham, He didn't say, if you do this. He said, look, this is going to be you and your seeds land forever. He turned around all the way. And he could see a lot of land from where Abraham was at that time. In verse number 18, And first, I will recompense their iniquity. In other words, I'm going to take care of their sin. Now the Jew ain't going to get a free ride. He has got rid of things of God, prophets and all that. They've killed a lot of prophets. Even the Jew has been the enemy of God. And he said, uh, and first I will recompense their iniquity and their sin. What's that next word? Double. 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 I'm going to give you more than you did to me. He said, because they have what? Defile my land. They have filled mine inheritance with the carcasses 
of their detestable and abominable things. They made uh, idols and gods. People don't think about that. You see, we do the same thing in, in America. God is not pleased with the way America or Christians, I guess I ain't talking about America, but Christian. God is not pleased with us Christians how we live. We're to live clean, holy, consecrated, dedicated. God is to be number one. It don't matter where your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your kids uh, have a different idea. We're to follow the Word of the living God. I see that more and more in my day, don't you? Yes. Verse 19. O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth. Have they? No. No, yeah, they have. They've come around them. Again, Gentiles just took us over, really. Uh, The Jews took over the Jews. This is a day of the Gentile, really. You agree with that? Yep. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Shall a man make gods unto himself, and they are no gods? Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know mine hand and my might, and they shall know that the, my name is the Lord. How many Jews have you ever seen do that except for the ones that's got saved? You go over to Israel today and talk about Jesus. See what gets you. I've been to Israel, and I'd say, "Are you a Christian?" Uh, so they say, "Huh?" And I say, "Are you a Christian?" No, I say, "I have." I remember this. I said, "Have you been born again?" I'd say this to some of the rabbis. Have you been saved? And he said, "Like he didn't know what you were saying." I said, "Are you a Christian?" Christian, yeah, Christian, Christian, yeah. He couldn't speak my language, but he knew what a Christian was. He thought. And then you say something about Jesus Christ and they go, they don't want that. They think he was a great uh, orator or a great prophet or somebody. They, they don't deny his existence. They don't accept him as God in the flesh. He, he and the Father are not one as far as they're concerned. Now you talk about Abraham and they'll perk up. You talk about David, they'll perk up. You talk about Jesus and ain't got no use for you. You see what I'm saying? All right. So he says, Therefore, behold, I will this once cause them to know. I will cause them to know mine hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is the Lord. Now the Lord, see that the Lord capitalized that, that He's God. They want you to recognize Jehovah. They talk about Him. Of course, they use a different name, but they'll, they'll use it. But I'm saying to you this morning that they will one day believe something. That's what God wants to let them know. And He wants them Jews. He's going to come back one day and they're going to say, where'd you get those scars in your hands? He's going to say, in the house of my friends. They don't recognize Him as Christ. They're praying for Messiah to come. They don't know that He's already come. They don't recognize the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They tire the New Testament out. And they don't believe all that. But God has said, one day you will believe. Now, I reckon why God's going to get them to do that. You say, because He made a promise? Well, that's one thing. But let me tell you, and I'll show you this as we go on just a little bit more. Now, 
Let's move to Ezekiel chapter 20. I'm going to be going back and forth and putting a lot of scriptures on these things. And I trust that God might show us what we need to see. We're talking about Ezekiel chapter uh, 20 and verse number 33. Ezekiel 20 and 33. These are very interesting scriptures. If it's getting too hot and y'all too warm. I mean, I'm, I'm over here working, so I don't know. If, it gets, if, it's, if it's all right, we'll go on. If it ain't, we'll open the door. All right. Verse 33 says, As I live, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I uh, rule over you. Now, God's not doing that today, is He? No. But He says, As I live, saith the Lord, surely with a mighty hand, His hand is mighty. But none of us in here have really seen the mighty hand of God in the day of the church like we did in early parts of the church. I've seen the hand, the mighty hand of God, but not like they've seen it. I ain't never seen Him part in the water for me. I've seen Him bless my heart in things that's equivalent to that. Reaching down, picking up my soul, saving me. That's a mighty hand of God. That's why I shout and praise Him. And He said, And with a stretched out arm, with fury poured out. In other words, judgment on top of it. God said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stretch out my arm, and I'm going to use my mighty hand, and I'm going to rule over you. But there's some things that's going to happen. So He goes down in verse 34 and says, And I will bring you out from the people. Now, when you see this phrase, the people, it means those around them. It's not necessarily meaning the Jew. The people. When he pulls the Jews out of these people and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered. Are you getting all this? This is all the way through this Bible. You probably had not seen these verses because you haven't paid much attention to them. With a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. God double states himself. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take my stretched out arm and I'm going to pull you out of the countries. What is he going to do? He's going to put them back in another land. Now we're going to come back to this in just a little bit. But right now we're going to Ezekiel chapter 36. A little bit further over. And because uh, the other part of that I want to show is in something else we're going to do. In Ezekiel chapter 36... We will go to verse number 23. In verse number 23 and verse number 24, we're going to look at these two. And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them, and the heathen shall know that I am the Lord. we got people in America today that's in the church by the grace of God. They're in the church. But they still do not know that Jesus is the Lord. Right. Some of them have made a profession of faith. They know about Him, but they don't know Him. Amen. Thank God I love born again people that know that He's the Lord. Amen. And I trust everybody in here knows that He's the Lord. Amen. Right. Amen. And He said, I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. He's trying to get the Jews to be so sanctified enough that they recognize Christ, the Lord Jesus. I said a while ago, they don't recognize Him today. But 
they will. Verse 24, For I will take you from among the heathen. Some of them are heathen. I'm talking about Jews. Some of the Jews are as wicked as the rest of the world. And gather you out of all countries. You see that? Here's one of the keys I didn't recognize for so many years. And he says he's going to bring them out of all the countries. And I believe he's going to bring all the Jews out. Yes, sir. And will bring you into your own land. God talks about their own land all the time. Now keep that in mind. It's not going to be the church that's going to bring them out. It's not going to be uh, the government that's going to bring them out. It's not going to be other any other system. Matter of fact, God knows where all the Jews are. Uh, God knows where every single one of them. He knows where all the ten, uh, twelve tribes are. He knows where. I hear people talk about the ten lost tribes. You ever heard of that? Yeah. God knows where they are. Amen. Anything is just lost. They know where that's at, right? And uh, uh, he. When it comes time, uh, as long as they, they have been hated and despised, but at that same time, God's going to bring them back into their land. Now, what's going to happen when they come back to their land? We're going to talk about that in a minute. I'll tell you, I believe one way I believe, and I, this is Dillsology now. I don't have no Bible on this, but I'm watching it happen. How many knows what uh, Semitism is or anti-Semitism? Should I ask you this? How many don't know what anti-Semitism is. Okay, we'll explain it. Uh, Anti-Semitism, if it's, if it, Semitism is dealing with the Jewish people. Yep. And we have so much today, even in America, they're talking about anti-Semitism. And uh, I believe that's one thing that's going to happen. The nations that do not want the Jews and despise the Jews, I believe nationwide or worldwide, I should say, not just nationwide, worldwide, they're going to have enough anti-Semitism and rejection of the Jew that they're going to do whatever they can to protect themselves. And I believe God will use something of that nature to get them back into their homeland. Yeah. We've got some Jewish people in America that's um, in high places. Somebody want to name a Jew or two that you know of? And I'm not talking about on the public street here, but I'm talking about in, in positions. Politicians. The politicians are, yeah. Many of them are. Schumer? Schumer that's been the... He, he's a Jew. You see what I'm saying? He's not for God. Who? I don't know, I don't know about that, but... Huh? <laughs> yeah. We, what's the fellow that puts a... Puts the money out. What's his name? Soros. Runs a country. Ruined yeah. it. George, George Soros. Soros. He's a Jew. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, all these they, these are the people that God's going to get back in the in that they don't know. That's what I'm saying. This is why it's so exciting that God's going to put them back over there, and they don't even know why they're going because they don't like God. Uh, there's a lot of Hollywood stars that are Jew. And uh, so just think about that. Every time that comes up, now you think about it. Now let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. 
I love Matthew 24. It kind of helps us a lot with things and goes right along with Daniel and Revelation. It'd be hard to get your prophecy without all that. Of course, there's other books is important too. So we look at this this morning. Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew 24, I want to go to verse 15. We're going to read something. And I want to point out something. Things that you probably hadn't seen. Matthew 24 verse 15 says... When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Do you know what that is? I guess you do. Some of you don't. Don't I'll explain it to you. It's the Antichrist. Setting up his rule uh, in the temple. But it says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. Now let me remind you, this 24th chapter is written basically, not, not strictly and not completely, but basically to the Jewish people. It, was just, it took me years to understand that. And I see that what happens over here is the disciples came to him and said, tell us the end of the age, the end of the world. And that's what they were interested in. All right? And then he says here, well, if, that, if that's where we want to, if, if we've got time right there, we'll just stop for about a minute or two or five. 